0: I don't know why that was so hard to get started. <laughs> For real, that was that was the most strenuous thing I've ever done. <laughs> Did Andy
1: right. usually do this stuff.
0: Well, Andy Andy is the technical whiz in all of this, uh, but I always say I'm in charge. <laughs> um. All right. So welcome back, Double Dropcast episode three. Today I have probably my most esteemed guest. Um personal friend of mine and someone who i deeply hate it's uh, christian finkbeiner he's a. Uh, you told me to say these you said you're a professional gamer yeah uh That's true. <laughs> Not you're a drummer wrong. you're an Not entrepreneur uh, that last part's true though right aren't like all those yeah entrepreneur drummer and
1: professional gamer i think professional drummer is the most accurate one um <laughs> all
0: right so like last time we got links to everything in the description we're expanding we're expanding the brand and um i don't want to i don't want to get any hopes up but uh merch could possibly be on the way and it might be responsible uh from this fellow right here so stay tuned for that effort. well of course yeah but i mean i wouldn't be making merch with anyone else you you, you know these waters plug. man merch plug merch plug yeah so we tried to get this started three separate times and we were on a we were on a roll we were on such a roll and i'm trying to get back there to figure out what we said um we were talking about competition right yes yeah, sir there... listen man i watch a lot of I don't really know what you would call it. I watch a lot of content where it's like Jordan Peterson, all these like super smart people. And they talk a lot about the loser mentality and the winner's mentality and all this stuff. And it's sort of hard to watch sometimes because I feel like watching those type of motivational videos or like just getting motivated to do anything. You just look at yourself and you say, well, that can never be mean. I feel weak watching this you know like I, I i just feel like this is calling me out but i feel like once you adopt something like the fact that you may not be living life to the fullest you may not be picking up habits you want to get fit but you're sitting on your ass all day like i feel like once you look at those and you sort of take it at face value and you look at the bigger picture it's a lot easier to do and i'm sure you're well aware of that with just you know your grind on on most things, you know. You you're you're a dude that that puts in the work. Well, whether it whether it be games or obviously drumming, which is what you're most known
1: for. The drumming skills. Yeah. Um in my opinion, um motivational speaking is just well, I don't want to say it doesn't work for everybody cuz I'm sure it works for a select few but to give my two cents on it i think that you, you you um you ultimately really get the most drive out of necessity over anything nobody like you could sit here and like you could be my dad right and you could tell me what i need to do and what i have to do and i won't give it 100% unless i like I need it, or I care for it. You know, those those are my two big things. Is if I if I care for it, or if I need it, I'm gonna give it my all. You know. No, of course. Uh, I, oh my bad.
0: No, you're good. Um, I I sort of see both sides. I don't really, I don't really go straight to motivational speaking to make me do something. It's more so like if I'm already in the rhythm of something and I'm already giving it all my best, or maybe not enough. Maybe I'm giving it like seventy. Maybe I'm giving it sixty on some days i gotta I gotta see stuff like that to really get my ass back into gear because i' don't, I haven't really told this story on the on the cast, but if you're down for a long term story, I'll definitely tell it. um my first semester of college, bro, being up there, being on campus, being just the way things are, it was really miserable. It was a really shitty time for me, and I know a lot of people made the most of it. I'm not just gonna blame all my um just all my like, my sadness and despair and just everything that happened while I was there on COVID. Because I feel like that's kind of irresponsible at this point. Um, and you really don't have anyone to blame but yourself. So a lot of shit happened to me. And I was just living a really bad lifestyle. And out of necessity, when I came back home, I said, dude, I'm turning it around. And I picked up a ton of habits. I got into a really good ebb and flow with just everything I was doing. And I sort of really started to understand the the methodology of putting work into things and really really seeing results in the end. You know? So yeah. I, I see I see both sides definitely. It's
1: it's just you you need that like that initial push. I don't really believe that anybody can really get like A motivational speaker can plant a seed in your head. You know, it's what they're—it's really what they're trying to do. They're trying to get into your head, trying to change the way that you think. All motivational speaking always goes the same way, where they're trying—they give you ideas, and they're trying to put this idea in your head that you can do it, or yada yada yada. You know, but really, it just comes down to you and what you need to do, or you care about something, and, and you have to do this to make it happen. You know.
0: I I totally subscribe to that, dude. I. I've always, well, you know, a seed in my head that wasn't really planted by anyone but myself. But I always figured I'd be like, I'd be a really good motivational speaker. I'd be really good, I feel, at getting into people's heads. And really, they're kind of just selling you an idea for free. They're selling you this, this idea of you can be at your fullest potential. I hear that one all the time. I hear you're not living your fullest. You're at... 20% you're at 10% you could be given that 90 right um, and I hear that all the time and I was like dude I could I could be really good at this but also I don't, do you think motivational speaking a lot of people that do it do you think it comes from experience do you think that all of the things that they talk about really comes from the fact that they've, they've lived this they've done this and they've done all these things because that's pretty that's a lot of shit for a lot of people man
1: yeah but i also think that they can be their salesmen almost i look to at them said, like salesmen, yeah. you know totally but i mean it's the same idea with a motivational speaker or not it's just it's it's like you're the only person who can do it you know like sure. but some people need that shit man like it's not like some like some people need that initial. I mean, I'm going to call it a push, even though I didn't call it. A, I neglected the fact that it was a push, but some people, like, they need someone to tell them the facts, and they can't, like, some people struggle with that self actualization of, for sure, I can do this. You know, some people need yeah. it has to be told to them. No, I completely agree.
0: I'm on that wavelength 100%. Dude, I, like, let's, like, I, Before I started getting into like fitness and eating healthy and all that, nobody told me anything. Nobody told me like you're you're living like shit, you're eating like shit. Um but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't showing a lot of signs that I was unhealthy. But if I was, I'd want someone to tell me, dude, get your fat ass up and do something. It's not really body shaming, you know. That's more so just like saying, I'm concerned and you should do this. People gotta get hit with the facts coming to the realization that i have problems and that i should fix them and i'm the only one that can fix them and you have to take responsibility is a hugely it's a really big one you gotta like actually like realizing the problems that you have and starting is the absolute hardest part of anything because i think we're so inherently scared of failure in just every aspect but you can't fail what you don't start you know like you gotta you got to try and I think a lot of people are just scared to try we have that one side of our brain that always is it's comforting us and it's saying like you're fine you're perfect like you're okay no matter what we're living and then you got that other side that says you gotta you gotta fucking change dude the the way I get up in the morning and I I jog and I work out and I do all this I just talk so much shit to myself I say get out of bed pussy like you gotta you gotta run you got to work out. You got to do this or else you're not doing anything. You're not taking a win today. Um, and I think it's, it, it didn't take long for me to develop that mentality. But I think once you do and you understand like the benefits and especially if you start seeing results of something, it's truly
1: addicting. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Goes, it kind of loops into what we were talking about in take one about me- like competitive mentality. That's like, I, in my opinion, what you just said is the beginning of competitive mentality. It's addicting. You start to see progress. You, you, you see, um, not the light at the end of the tunnel. I can't think of the analogy, but you, you start to see it grow, almost. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> for sure. You can, you can start to see where it's going, but you can also make the decision where you want to take it. You know. And once you have complete control over that, you can do anything with it. You know, whether it's running, you want to win a marathon or you want to be like a a competitive runner or something like that. you can take it in a million different directions, however you see fit.
0: Once it's in your hands, like when I started, i've I've only been on this whole new lifestyle, whatever. I don't mean to keep looping back to me, but it's like the only example I have. um when i started seeing results even though they were they weren't negligible but they weren't completely noticeable i said dude i i i got to keep doing this i got to win you know and mm-hmm. it's not like <laughs> it's not like i um like i i would ever even want to stop it's not like i'm just like oh, okay well i reached this point i can stop now i want to keep going like i want to i want to see it through to the end and like when like i had a i have one of my friends come to me like two weeks ago and he was like you're talking about training and working out and whatever and i said (laughs) excuse me i said dude like i'm i'm so excited like i'll show you through everything i'll I'll, uh i'll help you get started because like i know the benefits and like i know what it can do for your mind and your body and it makes me want to like not really push it onto other people, but like if somebody is even remotely interested, I would 100% help them through it. Cause I feel that real winners, real people will want to pick others up instead of just, you know, putting them down. Um, it's like, you can say forever that I'm better than you, but that won't cause anyone to start anything. Um, and I, I, like for as long as I've been doing this, I wanna try and pick up as many people as possible that
2: have even like the remote sense of interest in it. Like you know what I mean? hmm Yeah. It's just someone
0: like like you, man, like you're a drumming god, right? You come to me with your idea of music and playing an instrument, and I'm like, I I can get in on that. I can I can help you. I can help you grow. And I don't know if it's just my personality inherently where I'm, I'm just pretty intuitive with people and I kind of just, I kind of get it. Um, but
2: I just really like helping people grow, dude. I just really like seeing people do things. Yeah, man. I mean, you got to keep in mind,
1: though, like, it's amazing to see somebody grow. But in my opinion, that's that's competition, especially if it's like, not really, but if it's like, like. Well, I know I know that
0: so well with you, though. I know that so well with me and you, and the gaming, and everything. I I totally get where you're coming from.
1: <laughs> well, every conversation we have always comes back to competition. It's always competition is a threat. You know, you like, you know, you should always be humble. I mean, I don't sound very humble ever, but you should always be humble. Like never, like. Like, take Domo drop, for example, you know. And this is not a dig towards you, but sounds like a dig, it's not a dig, it's not, it's, a dig. it's,
0: it's 100% a dig. But
1: Joe Rogan, right? I, I know it seems like a giant <sighs> jump, you're saying, but Joe Rogan has <laughs> done it, and there is no like, and Joe Rogan. even even from where you are now, is competition no matter what. And you can argue this and you can argue that, but there's no way that Joe Rogan would ever say, like, I'm better than you, blah, 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 blah. Don't even try. You know, startups are encouraged. You know, chase it. You know, you should always chase it. But like Joe Rogan or whoever in any competitive thing will always be like, yeah, chase it. You know, encourage you to be better than him.
0: That's a difference with me, though. I mean, I totally get what you mean, but I, I, I sort of have trouble doing that. Like, if I see, dude, let's take like, let's take John Frusciante from the Chili Peppers, right? He's such a great fucking guitarist. He's got so much melody. I look up to him so hard for playing and like all these artists I looked up to for music and inspiration and just what I create. I don't look at it as competition inherently, because I sort of have trouble telling myself I'll be better than them. I'll I'll surpass them. Like it drives me to know that there's this almost unattainable standard that I can potentially get close to or that I can potentially reach. But I never really say that I'll, I'll be better than that. I feel like when you take humility into account and saying, yeah, I can probably get here or I can get here, or, I can do this. And you're content with that, that... That's really all I need, but that also brings into the fact that when you're content, that's when you fail. Like, if you build a yeah. perfect body, and you're like, you're like, oh, I'm fine with this. I like this. I like the way I look, and you just stop working out, you're not gonna be as strong anymore. You shoot a gun, you're a really great shot. You don't pick up that gun for three years, you're gonna be horrible at it. This moment you're content, I feel, is the moment
2: that you stop being at your best.
1: Well, is always, always higher there's always higher but me and you are young guys you know we're we're young we're young men you know yeah. and then <clears throat> you say that to my dad and he bounces that back is content is true success when you're content with your situation and you're happy that's true success me and you being young and um
2: what's the word like uh with a lot of vigor yeah vitality
1: or, or um what is um I can't think of the word it starts with like an a ambitious we're we're two young ambitious guys, you know we both have dreams, we both have ideas, we're bouncing ideas, always talking about shit, you know, and we're always I'm always talking to you about how like you see the guy at the top, we're gonna knock him to the bottom. we're gonna take over we're gonna take over the world, you know or but well, not actually, but you know what I mean you know we're gonna <laughs> blow away the competition we're going to be the best there ever was and then we bounce that ideas off like my dad or someone older than us and they'll be like you should just do it. and you always hear it from your parents or whoever you look up to and it's just look for what makes you happy look what, for ma- what makes you content what they're really trying to like they're trying to sell you on the idea of looking for what makes you content Contents is not failure if you're content with a situation it's it's true success you know i don't know how you value success I don't really know how I value success myself. It's more of the satisfaction that I get from attaining a goal or hitting a number in something or, you know, compare it to games, compared to business, whatever you hit a, or you make a good stock trade, you know, whatever it is. But so my dad would sit here and tell you for two hours about how success is, is like being content with a situation and just being genuinely happy.
0: Well, Contentment, in my definition, like, I, I, I'm all for being happy with results. I'm all for like, like if you're like, yeah, I made substantial progress. Like, I, I, did this. Like, if you're satisfied in yourself, like that's that's fucking awesome. I'm satisfied in myself a lot. You're definitely satisfied in yourself a lot. I'm satisfied when I talk to people, you know, like you, like minded people who sort of have that same mentality. But contentment for me is like, if you stop working towards like what you want and you you don't have that drive anymore. I feel like that's just, you know, it's it's not it's failure. I don't want to say failure cuz it
2: seems harsh, but like like going back to what I said before, um if you have like
0: crazy gains if you're an insane bodybuilder like and you just stop and you're like, "Yeah, I'm content with my body now." You're not going to you're not really going to have that body anymore. I feel like our definition of that is is different but
1: well, well being being I,
0: like a, sorry yeah
2: no you're good
0: um, um success right <laughs> that was so awkward we said like we don't know the definition of success because like we don't I don't really think we've had a lot of success yet we haven't had that uh we haven't had a lot of money we haven't had like a real job or like all this you know we got our whole whole world ahead of us um but i I feel like once you realize that, then maybe contentment isn't as bad as I make it out to be. I don't know
1: well, I, I think that you're mistaking like, which isn't completely wrong, but with with content and quitting is is what I get from what you just said about the the bodybuilding analogy or whatever. if, if you just stop, you know, it's quitting. But if you're content and you hit, like you hit like your big time goal and you don't you don't long for anything else you don't long like cuz some people aren't as competitive as me and they need to be the best at everything and they're not content until until they're comfortably the best you know and i and like whatever it is I'll point you out a million different things that i wish i did differently or a million different things i want to change to make it more efficient or whatever you know it's 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 not being content to me at least, it's not being content with a situation or what what like what I'm doing with my life is what keeps me going. Is I is I need to go and try it again or I need to change this or blah 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 blah. It's the it's the uh, never ending cycle of not being content and always wanting to be like bettering myself is is that's what makes me so competitive.
0: No, that's well that's kinda what I mean. Um I feel like if you have you have a passion, you have things you want to do, you have things that you know you could do, it'll lead you to living a more fulfilling life. And I know that's so cap coming from someone who's only 18 years of age, but you can ask adults, you can ask your idols, you can ask whoever um and you can hear it from the best, bro. Like you you keep up the these passions and you live your life to the fullest, you will achieve what The perception of happiness is right, like, but going back to what you said, you said, um, contentment and quitting. I feel like, well, it could probably apply to different things. I feel like once you reach your end goal, you sort of just say, like, what now? You know, like you reach something that you've wanted for so long and it just finally comes to you, and you're like, well, I don't have anything to work towards anymore. Is that contentment or is that quitting?
1: no i wouldn't call it either you know like what do you what do you think it is to me like,
0: like bill gates me, right like this mega mega billionaire who makes all this money he has this crazy company you start as like a young bill gates and you want to build this empire and you finally do what do you do from there what is that called
1: success i don't i don't know i i, I genuinely don't know i don't really know if there's a term for it but it's it's i don't know he but bill gates is always like bill gates still i like not to shoot down your analogy because i but bill gates is still doing a million different things you know he's still clawing at the walls looking for more opportunities for success he's trying to you know he's doing a million different things for the world he's inventing new technologies he's funding different projects you know it's he's still like Sure, he did Microsoft, and everybody like has a Microsoft computer. You know, they're everywhere. It's the number one platform for a computer. yeah, you know? but he like even after that, he's still looking for success in other ways, you know
0: well, I feel like that's the that's the ultimate angle. i just I just used him because he's the first like rich person that comes to my mind. But definitely he's probably the opposite of that because, He's found other ways to fulfill that void of of nothingness. Like he's he does um, all the philanthropy, and he's like he promotes hard work, and he's not like a you know he's not like these fucking fossils who made who made millions back in the day, right? Like during the Wall Street era, and they just sit there and they're old. Like Warren Buffett, dude, super billionaire, but like, what does he do now? You know. Speaking of the the old days, dude, this is so off-topic, but I think it's good to get into different topics. I saw the Epstein documentary the other day. Did you? I saw the full thing on Netflix. I saw all the episodes, and I really wanted to check it out for a long time because he's obviously been a hot topic for a couple of years, but (laughs) that shit's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, dude. It was so insane, honestly.
1: I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember just being like, completely stunned like i like
0: yeah yeah I, I watched the full thing this week and i was just like holy fuck man this guy did so much bad shit and there's so many people like him and it's it's just a crazy like like you talk to someone who will who let's say they've watched the epstein documentary they dug into things like this like the secret societies right why do people like that have to justify themselves as conspiracy nuts or like as not as not that because that's kind of what's going on that's what it feels like it's going on you know well um like you you talk about the underground you talk about this this hierarchy of of government officials and people just doing all this crazy shit like the epstein island right um the in the virgin islands it was like the pedophile island or whatever that's what they called it dude bill gates went to that island like a lot. Oh no, not Bill Gates. Sorry, Bill Clinton. He went to that island a lot, and then when they confronted him about it, he said he didn't. And people said, "Yeah, I've seen Bill Clinton on that island." And he said, "Nah." Even though the flight logs say Bill Clinton, like he signed off, like he he wasn't there. Like, is it not crazy to assume that that's like a thing that happens now? Is that like the the deep underground of of the government? Because it's kind of hard not to sound crazy when I talk about it. But like, if you see that stuff, if you understand it it's so tangible it feels so real
1: um i don't dude i don't even like to be honest power is just such a corrupting tool you know it's it's like it's so untrustworthy to give out and Like I, I just I, I used to be big into conspiracy and stuff like that. Like the Jeffrey, the Jeffrey Epstein shit is not conspiracy. That's fact. You know. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like, that is car, I, hardcore fact. No, like, well, it's not. Well, it's it's ninety nine percent fact. You know, news. A piece of well, shit. If
0: if if that's a factual thing like it's not it's not a conspiracy that he did all this and all this stuff happened but i feel like you can derive a lot of conspiracy from it and sort of just go off on what may or may not be true but there's a lot of evidence that sort of stacks up to that type of thing being true
1: you know what i mean yeah and it's, it's like the ima- like maybe i was just too young but before he like everybody exposed him you know i had no idea who that guy was yeah yeah,
0: not, X, I don't was. think a lot of people did.
1: Like this multi-million, was he a billionaire? I don't remember
0: his net worth when he died was five hundred million.
1: Yeah, this multi-millionaire, hundreds of million dollars. Like there's a ton of people like that who have loads of money like that, and you have no idea who they are. You, they're just average people until until yeah, they but- get exposed for cor- like corruption. <sighs>
0: Dude, where he lived, he lived in the in the nice part of Palm Beach, Florida, and that entire area where he lived is just multi-million dollar people. Like his, his neighbor, uh, James Patterson, he's the author, he wrote like Maxim Ride and stuff like that. He was in the documentary and he was like, yeah, I lived right next to him. That guy's a multi-millionaire too. Like everywhere there's these types of people and you don't even know it and people with all that power and you don't even know it. I bet there's like a ton of people who knew Epstein and like who was in his circle that we still don't know about, but they're probably really fucking powerful people with all these connections. You know? Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy to think about honestly. There's a lot more wealthy people than than we think. Like we we look at wealth as this unattainable standard for most people. Um but there's a lot of rich people, dude. Like the typical definition of a rich dude is like Jeff Bezos or some sort of CEO of a large company that we know of. But there's a lot of rich motherfuckers out there.
1: Yeah, man. And it's, and
0: it's... not it's not just the top one percent. It's like probably the top like five percent, even though I'm pulling that out of my ass. But like, you know what I mean? It's a lot more than we think.
1: Yeah. For sure. Now not a lot. Well, They're definitely accounted for, you know, but their names aren't public information. They're not a notable name. These are the names that we've been listing are notable names. You know, Jeffrey Epstein, in terms of of money, Jeffrey Epstein, because he got exposed. But nobody knew who he was before. But, like, when we think of rich people, we think of notable names, of unattainable wealth. Have you ever seen the comparison from... Have you ever seen the comparison from uh, a million seconds to a billion seconds? A million seconds yeah, is yeah. like a week, and a yeah. billion seconds is like—I forget—it was a ridiculous number, like three point two years, maybe thirty-two years.
0: I think it's around thirty years. Yeah. Just changing one letter of the word and like adding a few more zeros can change so much, dude. Like we're way closer to being millionaires than any of these people are, because they're just so—they're so far above it. They're so close to that like you said,
2: that unattainable wealth mm-hmm. insane to me I don't know i don't I don't really go too deep into crazy
0: Alex Jones government shit. Um, <laughs> i I'm big on like, well, not big on it. I think it's cool to think about like fucking crazy aliens or like alien people, you know. But I don't, I don't go crazy into this. But after watching that documentary, bro, it really put things into perspective for me. And
2: just what's actually happening.
1: Well, the next big government scheme is aliens. Yeah. We'll yeah. Did you?
0: I, I talked about this last episode, too. But you heard about that? The, uh, the Israeli space chief?
1: Yeah. But he's a fucking, I don't believe that for shit. I think he's a nutcase.
0: Really? Yeah, 30, 30 years under Galactic, his belt. Dude,
1: have you... Seen I heard he said the Galactic Dead?
0: Federation. <laughs>
1: have I seen it's what? Not Star Wars, you know? <laughs> Everybody would know. They would be a major threat. No,
0: would we, though? Would we, though? Yes. Would we know?
1: Yes. I promise you. I don't because think we would. It's not that crazy. There's shit that we don't know about, like military stuff and information we don't know about amongst ourselves, but something on the scale of space we would know about
0: maybe but would we like would, would that be something that would be permissible to know by the public like cuz there's obviously or maybe not obviously there's definitely a ton of things that are hidden from us and kept under wraps and that we have no idea about what happens in area 51 we don't know but a lot of people do same deal well, with the, with the galactic federation it sounds so stupid bro it sounds like some rick and morty shit
1: <laughs> I don't even like He didn't say that they were hostile.
0: No, he didn't. He said that there's an underground base on Mars and they're commuting with the aliens. So they're chill. They're not going to like vaporize us, but they said that we're not ready to meet the aliens. Humanity isn't.
1: I don't think I think i don't i i don't know dude like i don't think it would cause chaos you know Uh, it's it's probable you know it's kind of like based on science it's probable
0: you know well you know the fermi paradox right yeah it's the idea where the fuck are all the aliens i think i well a new a new sort of i guess like idea to that theory came about recently where it was like all the civilizations that were in the milky way galaxy vaporized themselves they grew to such a point of of power they reached the great filter and they just destroyed themselves so there's no civilizations anymore in the milky Way galaxy that's a new theory that was like just posed i read it on uh i read online like a week ago and we could be could be like the the pinnacle of civilization right now which is really scary to think about
1: <laughs> no we're not even a type one civilization yet
0: We're yeah we're not even close but maybe in our galaxy if that is probable if i mean i know galaxy is a massive scale but if that theory is correct that all civilizations before reached the reached the height of innovation and just absolutely destroyed themselves which humans are capable of in the next couple thousands of years Then maybe it's not crazy
2: to think that we're alone right now. I don't like to think that, but that might be what's going on.
1: Well, I mean, I don't think we're ever going to get the type one unless we all coexist, not to get onto the world peace. No, dude, fuck it.
0: Let's go for it. (laughs) World
1: peace is just like, I I mean, I'm not a big politics guy, you know, so I'm going to spew a lot of shit here, but like, Humans are too competitive and, like, tribal, almost, I want to say, to, like, coexist. Like, it's it's all, like, it, it's all mumbly-jumbly. Like, it, we're not, I don't even think we're the type to coexist, you know? Like, you, like you, kids fight at high schools from an early age. It's all, it's primitive. These kids who know nothing, you know, I mean, we just graduated, but who cares? You know, these kids who know nothing are brawling with each other. Like, if you look at high school, right, like, with social hierarchy and shit, then you want to really break it down. High school is so primitive at its core. Kids fighting over girls, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, it's just, it's monkey-like. I'll I'll,
0: i'll do even better man i've seen a lot of nature documentaries recently let's take it back even further animals primitive animals well not even primitive just animals in our ecosystems they fight all the fucking time there's imbalances there's alpha males there's betas there's the one in the pack that provides for everything and then there's the betas right and inherently animals don't really coexist either they coexist with themselves like you see gorillas they're gonna exist with gorillas unless some is like, fucking up the other one's turf, but animals, there's not some world peace with animals either. Less primitive creatures, like, that sort of goes back into human primal instincts way back in the day, or even, not even fucking day, just way back thousands of years, ever since we've existed. Wars, tribes, uh, sects, fucking, you know, cliques, whatever, it's inherent to our nature that there's fighting there's conflict and there's disagreement and i don't think we as creatures as living things are capable of reaching a point of that um just on our on our own devices you know
1: yeah i i mean i think it's doable if with infinite it, <laughs> you're gonna see my communist side on this podcast oh my god i think <laughs> i think it's doable with in, if we had infinite energy, like it's among that what, Dyson near, sphere, not near, Dyson infinite, sphere. But not, not a Dyson sphere, Dyson sphere is like type two or closer to type two, but like a fusion reactor, right? Just infinite raw energy. I think we could do it. I think we could, I think because that's
0: so. You think beautiful. you think because of the imbalances in the world already, if we just if we fixed all that shit if we fixed the energy crisis if we fixed the economy if we fixed all this then world peace would be a little more achievable
1: well the, the issue with ener- energy is to humans to me right on, on my very basic unintelligent take on it is energy is too expensive you know like it is it definitely it's is so, it's so costly just the idea of energy you know burning fossil fuels is too expensive Uh, a fusion reactor would cost it would take years to like fully develop and build and we don't even know if it'll work but it's it's in, in my opinion i think it's doable from the minimal amount of knowledge i have about it i'm not a physicist but like that's the key that's like that's the key to progress is because it's like people have these ideas of resource war, and we're already fighting over oil. We make jokes about going to war over oil. It, it, it like that's but that's that's
0: that's a legitimate thing, though. That's that's a legit thing that happens, and um, you don't have to keep justifying with like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's it's a clear solution. You don't have to be a nuclear physicist to understand. If we had infinite energy, if we had like we switched from fossil fuels to nuclear energy to more renewable sources of energy that could provide us with infinite possibilities. That could definitely fix a lot of things, but you know, nuclear power scares us, right? That scares humans. Well, because... yeah, because
1: because fusion gets weaponized, and we're we're in another cold war. Whenever Chernobyl, yeah, and and yeah, we have a novel, lot. we have a fusion bomb now, you know. Yeah. Even though it would just dissipate into the air and whatever, but. Because it's it's really just a tiny star, it just it was just would,
0: a supernova, pretty much.
1: No, it wouldn't explode. Well, probably I don't know. I'm not a physicist, but from what I know, it would be like if you sent a nuke into the ocean. You know, it it gets. I saw that Chris by by saw the, the
0: video, ocean. bro. The Mariana Trench, where he drops the nuke in the Mariana Trench, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it,
1: happened. The Pressure of the atmosphere would like force it down and it would create a lot of heat for a little bit, but
0: yeah, it would just be a big fireball in the ocean,
1: but it wouldn't like crazy explode. Yeah, that's that's really where I get all my crazy information. Is I watch a <laughs> video and I get interested and I go and read papers
0: online. That's that's how you do it, bro. That's how that's I think that's what those channels are for pretty much. I don't go too deep into it, but I'll just have a few weeks where I'll just go on educational videos, TED videos. I fucking love TED. Um, and just straight up learn about new things. Because if I didn't watch a lot of those videos, I wouldn't even know what
2: the fuck we're talking about. But I have. You know?
1: In my opinion, going back to the nature thing, even though I didn't respond to your last comment, was... <laughs> okay. To make progress in any way, like, major... Like, this is going to sound super fucked up and like, uh, a weird kind of way, but, we like, I, we have to start accounting for, uh, like, not so much, like, like, human nature, you know? Like, it's really what politics are for, but I don't really think politics do it justice, you know? You have to start, like, I don't want to say dehumanize, but, like, we're too... Uh, Emotional. We coexist, you know? We're... We're, like, humans by nature want to, we, we want to be in packs like wolves, you know? We want to be around people and stuff, but we, we, like, we're too independent as people, you know? Everybody's too independent, you know? And, and, like, the political parties, I feel like, don't do it justice. It's too broad. We have to narrow it down or we have to broaden it out more, you know? And not broaden it out as mean like make the Republican Democrat parties grow and accept more people. I mean it like – I don't know know how to explain it.
0: Well, you're taking it as a political stance, but what I inferred from it was that you're saying that it's an inherent human quality. It's inherent to human nature to want to be with people because humans need to be with people. That's – you have a lot of requirements in life. You have food, water, shelter, and you need interaction. Because if you don't have interaction, you're going to go fucking crazy. But saying it from a political standpoint, you say that we need to be more independent, or no, we need to be in groups to grow. Is that
1: what you mean? No, we need to, like, not groups, like, not, but we need to be, like, less ourselves, if you know. Like, I guess so.
0: I guess, like, well, political polarization is just a whole other thing, but it sort of factors into it where. George Washington founded the country on we don't want political parties. Um and it clearly shows it, it's just contributed to division and uh and polarization in people and social media. This is kind of another topic, but social media for sure, man, it's definitely divided us even more than we could comprehend. Um so I I guess I know what you mean. But
1: well,
0: we need AI. We need no. the AI super brain.
1: No. <laughs> I don't think that either. But I, I think that in today's day and age, I mean everybody's entitled. I'm all for opinions, but there's too many like some opinions need to be shot down. You know, like not <laughs> not I know what you mean, but it's just hearing, funny. But like there's, <laughs> there's too many um independent opinions. You know, like it, there it, there needs to be more compromise. Like no I'll, like, everybody, like, we have to function more as a group because right now, like, not so much political parties, but right now with, like, all these different groups and and shit, you know, it's just way too many independent opinions and it needs to be broadened out and it, it needs to be, like, worked out as a whole instead of a bunch of different groups, you know?
0: Well, I think, I, think, <laughs> I love the way you phrased it, but I think the word you're looking for is consensus. We need consensus on a lot of things. Um, but I just think with the way we are and the way things have been, I don't think that's attainable. I don't think it's possible. There will always be different opinions. There will always be people that don't agree. And they could say they agree, but they really don't. you know. Um, and that sort of factors back in what we were talking about with world peace. Like, There's always going to be a crazy North Korea country that wants to control. There's always going to be one that wants to take another piece of the pie you know, it's just, it's what it is. And I don't think we're going to get past our primal inherent instincts of what makes us who we are um, on the most basic biological and psychosocial levels. I don't think we can get past that because that's what we are. You know, we would need to be like cyborgs. We would need to yeah. lose emotion. We would need to lose our our own qualities and we would need to be enhanced to work together. In a sense,
1: listen. I hate group projects, but this is the best analogy I have to try because I have like I under like I can't put what I think into words, you know. But I am all you're, I hate. You're doing group a pretty projects, good job now though. But good, like, <sighs> like, like people need to not contribute for themselves. They have to contribute to a group. That's how we like. like we have to do it for like not because I want to, and I'm gonna go out and. and and fight for this bill or I'm gonna go out and protest because of this or I'm gonna go on strike because I'm not getting paid enough. Like people need to contribute to everybody. No not enough people contribute to everybody to make a difference. And once everybody gets that idea in their head that we all need to contribute for the better of us all, then it will make sense, you know?
0: No, absolutely. Dude, that's how well that's how the human race was when our in our developing years and our years of creating civilization and you look at it there's a real there's another example you have hive minds you have colonies of ants you have bees they work to the greater whole they work for the hive they work for the colony and they all sort of unite together under one sort of mind to accomplish their goal and here's an even another more relevant example you know that episode of Rick and Morty where um they go to the they go to the hive mind planet and they like vomit on each other to take over their mind.
1: I think so. Yeah, when they get the little things on their heads. Yeah,
0: it's it's exactly that like um they were they were saying I think that's kind of what the episode was based off of, but they were like, "Yeah, we have no more racism. We've attained world peace because we don't think differently. We're under one mind and we're under um you know, we're like we're 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 attaining progress. We're like we're at the pinnacle. But you have to not let your emotive side get in the way because as i'm talking about this and i'm sure as you're talking about this it's sort of like oh well what about all this that would go away and like what about you know emotion and that's sort of just the eternal debate of whether emotion and uh and i guess logic can coexist with one another and um really create progress you know is yeah. is prog- is progress a a viable sacrifice for humans as uh emotive creatures.
1: Well, it doesn't have to be so dystopian as that. Like I'm not saying no emotion, you know. I'm, I'm I'm all for opinions. Everybody's opinion has to be accounted for, but there's I'm just saying that like opinions aren't like if you look back, you know, everybody has their own take on something, but With the last two generations, Millennials and us, you know? Well, me and you are technically Millennials. I found out. I've had
0: this debate with you forever, bro. We're not Millennials. We're Gen Z.
1: No, dude. 2002 and on. or 2002 to 1983 is Millennial. And then 2003 and on is Gen Z.
0: Your numbers are wrong, bro. Millennials ended in 95.
1: Dude, you can take up Michael from Vsauce on it. (laughs)
0: I can take up, like, any other... Uh, well, actually, I don't want to fuck with Michael from Vsauce. That's kind of an undeniable source. Hold but...
1: on, I gotta fill in Sheeps' spot.
0: Yeah, <laughs> can't Google that shit.
1: Millennial years. Nine... Oh, well, this is not- Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's 1995.
0: That's the cutoff.
1: Not according to Google.
0: What did Google say? Because we're not, I know we're not millennials, bro. No,
1: it's the newest generation to be named, born between. Oh. All right. Well, one day you'll have Michael on here and I'll stop by for two seconds and I'll uh, like
0: find Michael Stevens on. Oh my
1: God. I want to meet him. I want to meet him wanna, too.
0: I just want to bounce ideas off of him, even though he seems like way too smart for me. But I feel like you do a really good job of explaining things because that's really what his whole channel is. He's explaining it for dumb people. I tried to watch the Bonok tarski paradox video like three times in a row, and I still didn't get it.
1: It's it's not duplication. It's, it's just math. That's just math.
0: Yeah, I know. But, like, it isn't the end result duplication, though. Like, he did the thing with the circle, and then he made the exact same thing, but he used math for it. Yeah.
1: But you so can't. I, I can't turn my laptop thirty degrees and get a laptop and a sixth of a laptop, and then turn the, so, sixth of the laptop another way. You know, it's all math. It's just like it's points on a graph. It's not. You take a piece of wood and you rotate it a bunch of times. Now you have two pieces of wood.
0: So it, I oh, I guess it's possible on the mathematical level. But it's not possible on a cellular level because, like, matter cannot be created or destroyed or all that junk,
1: right? No, it it's It's just just saying um, it's mathematically possible. It's just technicalities. It's just like it's um, it's the motions that he does. So, like, I like I could watch the video side by side and try and break it down into bites, but it's it's not real. Like, that's not real. Like, you, you can't do that, you know? Like, just because you rotate an atom doesn't make more of an atom or another piece of the atom. He broke up a, a sphere of points into six different pieces and rotated those spheres, Um, the points that he broke. Like, so you remember the part in the video when he had yeah, this? He, six...
0: he drew. he drew the whiteboard, and he did all the points. He did the, the point in the middle, and then he did the points around the... uh the circumference right and then he just started mapping it to each other and then he would rotate them yeah and then at the end you see the sphere and it just it it looks like it's duplicated
1: pretty much well it's just because so i don't remember the specifics of the video like i can't quote the video but um it's the way that you rotate it that you can that like not mathematically but like technically with air quotes, or or um, graphically, you created the same subset of points because you can turn. So the way the points were broken up is it was like up left and stuff. You remember that? Yes. That part. Yeah. So it's you can like if you rotate it up a point, you know, it changes and it adds another subset of points because you created out of the it's hard to explain So why it's a paradox but it, it makes sense a little it's not does it,
0: i i forget what he says in the video can that be applied to anything
1: in no i mean not really like no because it's it's not like an in theory it's like a it's a it's not like an in theory kind of thing you know it's not like I turn my phone, you know, it can't really be
2: applied anywhere. But he's just showing that something like that exists. Yeah, by using
0: math,
1: this is possible. Yeah. Possible mathematically, that you can do it mathematically. You could do it with data, but you couldn't do it with a chair.
2: Hmm. Not
1: data in terms of, like, universal data, and we're all data. You've heard about that? You know what I'm, what I mean, like like data with like zeros and ones, with like yeah
2: binary, numbers. binary code and shit, yeah. Yeah, you know, speaking of binary, simulation theory.
1: No, no, <laughs> no I'm not having this conversation, <laughs> dude. I, veto, I veto We've this gone, we've, got, we've we've gone so audio. deep
0: already. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. We're at the we're at the end of the universe. We're in the Kurtzka socks video where it's like the egg. That's where we are right now. I don't like that. You don't like that? It's too existential.
1: No, I, I <laughs> it fucked with my head, dude. It, it, I it, I watched that video. That, and that's I existential.
0: That's what it face. is. <laughs> yeah. Well, is that? Well, I'm gonna fuck. I don't do like that.
1: That I am you, <laughs> and I'll grow up to be a god someday, and more, when after I've lived every human life, I'll be a god. I don't like that. I don't. I it fucks with my head. it fucks with our tiny human brains because we can't comprehend
0: it in the slightest
1: no it's just it's it's not that we can't comprehend it because i could regurgitate it back to you but it's the fact that it's it's such a weird thing to think about
0: not that no not that we can't understand what it is but like the idea of living multiple lifetimes and becoming some astral fucking cosmic force that is incomprehensible the size of the universe is incomprehensible You can't imagine a light year. You can't imagine how far something is because you've never experienced anything remotely close to it. You've probably experienced like a 24-hour drive, but that's like a .0000000, etc. percentage of a light year. So things like that, you can't physically comprehend. Your brain doesn't have a point of reference.
1: Yeah, a light year is 5.879 to the 12th power miles. Isn't
0: that fucking crazy? To the twelfth, bro. How big the like you put two to the tenth? I don't know how much that is, but that's a big number. Just simply like putting an exponent of ten.
1: Yeah, it, it, that shit fucks with my head too. And it's only does the growing. the distance, man. Only, it, it's only the universe is only growing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, well, I saw I saw like this. uh animated video it was like the entire history of the universe or some shit and mm-hmm. it was just showing that the universe well obviously the universe is going to die um at some point and then it'll just become black holes
1: in Until like 14 black holes decay radiation, yeah. and then yeah
0: just like in 14 billion billion years or some shit like
1: quantum tunneling dude the the ending of that kurtz gazette video is so wild because that's another Kurtz got Kurtz video about heat death, is that yeah. quantum tunneling will everything will eventually not fuse. I forget what it's called, but everything will eventually become iron, and iron can't become anything else, and that's when it's nothing. And that amount of time is so unmeasurable; there's not even a number for it because it's so uncomprehensible.
3: Yeah,
0: exactly. Like we're so we're so fickle, dude. We're we're so. Just we, It doesn't matter. I, well, I, used to, I used to have a pretty nihilistic perspective on a ton of things. I used to have that like, oh, well, you know, we're alone and like we're so small and all this. But I don't think nihilism is, is too hard to turn into something positive. There's like optimistic nihilism where people take pride in the fact that we are what we are and how small we are. And it's well, more so the wonder of the universe that intrigues people.
1: If you think about it, like because I thought about it a little, there's so much wasted energy in terms of in in a human idea that in the universe, there's so much wasted energy, you know, like if humans were ever to become godlike and we could harness the power of multiple stars and we could have these energy like like crazy energy batteries we could live longer than. like in theory, you know. We yeah, it's could, possible. Yeah, we could harness the power, like the power outputted by a star and blah, 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 and all the stars could die. And we would have, we, because stars, like, if you're at that point, stars are just batteries to you, and all the stars could die. And it would take so long for all the stars to die that if humans were still around, the amount of energy that, that we'd have saved up, we could probably live for way longer.
0: No, we definitely could, but it's, also goes back to the idea of what we we're talking about: of reaching our fullest potential. Isn't that like, isn't that like alien scale? Isn't that like the Kardashev scale or some shit? Isn't that what that's called?
1: Yeah, it's type one, type two, type three, and then theorized yeah. type four and type five. Yeah.
0: We're like at we're like at point seven. I think I heard that somewhere that we're like a point seven point six civilization. It's possible for humans to, of course, reach those limits in the thousands and thousands of years that it would take before we potentially reach our own annihilation um it's certainly possible but like just for the way that we are as creatures right it's like would that even is that even feasible yeah just like looking at what the things the way things are now like will we grow will we you know outlive this weird reality that we're in
2: and ascend above it it's crazy to think (laughs)
1: Well, we're talking on a scale like that. We're going to loop back to aliens. Sorry, I'm going to loop back to aliens. I am going to
2: loop back to aliens do not think that Just a ton of loops.
1: Yeah, a bunch of loops back to everything. I don't think that that's a reality.
0: You don't think what is a reality? Galactic well, Federa- Federation time, shit?
1: Over a time scale like that, we really wouldn't be like humans anymore. I don't think. I Like, we would evolve a couple times. A couple thousand times. Oh, definitely. It would be, like, on a scale like that, people growing up on different planets, survival of the fittest would happen in its own way, not in, like, an animalistic way, but almost in, like, a selective breeding way to where, like... Because if we're going to talk like that, people, people would be unrecognizable. If we had a time machine and we went... In the perfect scenario, and humans were still around millions of years in the future, like, there wouldn't even be... There would still probably be humans, but there would be a billion different de- differations and new like n- bunch of shit that we didn't account for. That like we dream, we dream of these millions of years in the future, and we don't account for like simple shit like evolution. Like that would be an unrecognizable. Babies born in space with f- false gravity, how it affects the body, and then slowly but surely, you have this different breed who are, who are more adapt to zero g environments and different types of gravity you know you'd have shorter people and blah 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 blah
0: well we would probably we'd probably lose like our nipples and our toes because those useless body parts and stuff but you know like back in the uh back in the 20th century like back in the like sci-fi era of like the 50s 60s 70s whatever when people were really imaginative they were like this is what the world is going to look like in blah how many years I mean it was such a it was a significantly shorter time frame. We weren't considering like evolution, but we were considering like new technologies. We were so fucking off. Like on the scale that we're talking about, right? We'll have to we'll we'll do like CRISPR gene well, no, I don't think it's the right thing. Uh like CRISPR DNA, I think, is where you like uh genetically engineer humans to have desirable traits. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, we would just pick the best traits. We would just genetically engineer every single person to have immunity to every single disease, to um, have perfect health, perfect, like, everything. And, of course, we'd probably be unrecognizable. Like, I can't really imagine what a baby born in space looks like. I know it's a Vsauce video, but I didn't watch it. But um, y- you can't really take those things into account because you're like, what can look so different from me? Because we don't really look too different from our ancestors. We don't look too different from Neanderthals or like um when we looked like more ape like, you know? Yeah. An ape really isn't that different from a human, so how
2: much more different could we look? You know?
1: Mhm. It's just it's so hard to think about, you know, it's just Again, we're making another loop here. Just something <laughs> that, like you can dream of forever, and you'll still be super off. And it's just something that your brain can't like wrap its head around. You know,
0: I love this shit, dude. I like I I I really like thinking about all this shit. I don't know what that says about me or like what I could do with my life, but just in general thinking about it and you know i'm thankful to have someone like you bro who actually understands it and like you know what i talk about and i know what you talk about and i like that because i feel like discussion true open mindedness with people it really helps to really helps to think about things and it kind of makes you more appreciative of the reality that you're in at least for me
1: the open mind something yeah. i always keep in mind when i play the drums all the time
0: dude of course you can enter flow state at will you can just do it
1: whenever i shred on the drums i always keep an open mind james yeah i know
0: i know you do i've seen it happen we've played multiple gigs and you just go crazy
1: definitely (laughs) (laughs) definitely not a false story we're gonna put on the internet about me no this
0: it's true it's so true you're like, yeah, dude. I play the drums. And I said, play chop suey, and you said, I can't play that shit. And
3: then
1: dude,
0: that's just how your drumming. Tried. That's dude, how your no, drumming no. career
1: started.
2: Oh my god! Is this a four-hour podcast? It's
1: been like an hour. I know, but will it be
0: a four-hour? Po- <laughs>
1: I don't know man. We gotta see what's open on Sundays for Grubble That's, that... with Gubble.
0: Grubb with Gub. Dude, I actually have the best name of all time. I should just be known as Gubble like to, to Domo Drop. It's like Sup guys, it's Gub. This is Grub with Gub
1: up with Gub. Every Wednesday, you do a food review podcast by yourself. <laughs>
0: that would be so fucking miserable, bro. That'd
1: be funny as hell, though. <laughs> That'd be so dumb. You I, have I, the report of the week on as a guest.
0: Dude, I like the way that I do the podcast now because I feel like I'd be so much different if I did, like, if I sat across from you and was talking to you, I feel like I'd be way different than if I was, like, over the phone. Not to say that I can't be real with you. Of course I can. But I feel like if, like, I did this type of thing with a lot of people, and it was in person, I, would, I wouldn't I would be as, like, I guess, host-like as I am on here. You know? Because like this is person, completely virtual.
1: It would be... I, I feel like, because my personality kind of changes a little when I'm in person. You yeah, know? mine does. Yeah. And I would just crack a lot of jokes. I'd be like the true Uncle Joey. everybody. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, Uncle Joey will will probably come eventually, but
1: I Uncle I got to say
0: I got to say man, you you don't you don't give me Uncle Joey vibes in
2: this episode.
1: Well, we got right into like actual conversation pretty fast. You know, we bounced around.
0: I'm down with that. That's kind of how I like to do it. Like I, there's a difference between a podcast and an interview where it's like, oh, yeah, how you doing? Like, I'm going to fucking ask you some questions, yeah? And I sit down, and they ask the actor a bunch of questions, and it's so one-sided, but this is, just, this is just a conversation. And you can ask them questions in between, but, like, I just like how freeform this is, you know?
2: Yeah, man. Freeform. Uh, freeform. That's the word I like to use every single time I talk about it.
1: Well, as long as it's personalized to you, man, it, it's all really about what you want to do. Well, you and Sheebs, I guess. But, like, it, it's however you want to take it, you know? Like, you you saw something that you wanted to do, you know, and you're going for it, you know? And you're having a lot of fun doing it, and you're enjoying it you know people like people are excited to be on this the show or the podcast whatever you want to call it and you know it it floats your boat you know i think so man so i mean go if you going back (laughs) and right
0: now right
2: now you're
1: oh this is
0: this is this is full circle this is like this is, full circle. This is
1: content, James. This is content. This is what I mean. You, this you is know? content. Yes, this is content. You're you're content with how it is now. You know, you you like it over Discord and you like it free form. Blah 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 blah. You know, yeah. this isn't scripted. This is not at all.
0: No, I'm act- It's totally scripted. I'm actually reading everything off a of paper to you.
1: Yeah, dude. So am yeah. I. I'm, I have your email up right now. But oh, cool. Yeah, gobble sixty nine sixty nine at Gmail. That's me. You're content with it. There's nothing you want to change. Well, I'm sure there's a little that you want to change, but you, there's you, a lot
0: you... I want to change. I want to. I want to expand it. I want to keep well, working.
1: That to... comes with time. Yeah, you, you, you got to keep in mind that you're doing it on a social media, and social media is not easy. Not at is, all. Which is, but that should drive you. That it shouldn't intimidate you, it should drive you. I,
0: I, uh, I've always really wanted to get into podcasts, obviously. because um, it's just like it's not too intensive, and I'm not saying I don't like doing hard things, I do, but I like how laid back it is. I like how people are down for it, and I just want to try and give like the best, most chill experience that people can have a lot of fun with, and um. I don't do it for anyone else, I do it for me, and I do it for sheeps, and we do it for each other um but like i i just I just really like doing it, and I guess I am content with the fact that, yeah, I'm in this rhythm and we're doing episodes every week and we have a ton of people lined up that's super that's super awesome for me, and i I'm really glad I'm actually getting into it um but it's it's of course it's like it's hard to it's hard to reach more people for sure. And I, I just like, I not to sound pretentious, um, but like, I, I do of course want people to hear it.
1: Well, of for course sure. you, you want people to hear it. You want like, I mean, we're, it's not like we're, it's not like this is a bad thing, you know?
3: Not
0: at all. No, it's,
1: it's, There's no reason for people to not want to hear it, unless I could think of a reason. If you had like a bad guest on, or something. (laughs) Be careful with
2: Uh, me. Be Be careful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's supposed to be on on like Wednesday.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Tuesday. dude. Tuesday. Maybe
0: I don't know. I'll I'll see I'll see the scheduling. Um, but people have obviously messaged me. People have messaged Sheeps. Um, and I've reached out to a couple of people, you know, asking, like, let's, let's do this. Like, I, I want to talk. Um, cause like, this is, I don't want to say going back cause we haven't really talked about this at all, but this is a little personal. Like in school, bro, like I was, I was a really quiet kid. I wore all black. I had long hair. People were fucking scared of me. I think a lot of people were scared of me, but After high school and I just stopped giving a fuck about everything, I really mellowed out and I really changed. And um, I wasn't really, I wasn't, I do, I do wear a little bit of white now. I wasn't a dick in high school. I just like, I never really had an opportunity to say anything. And I feel like now that I have this, I can say whatever the fuck I want. I can talk to anyone I want. And it's like, it's really cool to be able to do that. Because you can probably tell, like just from this episode alone and just how how much I've done this i I have a lot to say. <laughs> I have a lot of
1: shit to say. Um, then harp on it, well, don't harp on it. That was the wrong word. <laughs> I meant it as like as like use it to your advantage no, I definitely do
0: i I do for sure. Um, and if people think the podcast is fucking lame then it's like all right, it's lame whatever but I still love doing it and I still want to do it and I want to get as many people on as possible yeah like if I did this in 12th grade uh, I would never upload the first episode after the first episode I was so nervous I was like dude I sounded so stupid I fucking hated it but I'm like it doesn't matter because I had fun doing it and that can pretty much go for anything really you just you can't give a fuck you have to have a mentality that I don't care what I look like, I don't care what you say. I don't I, like it doesn't matter. It does not matter to me in the slightest anymore.
2: Mhm. So,
0: yeah, th- this isn't really like a
3: <laughs>
0: I bet it would probably give a lot of people the impression that the podcast is like uh is like a way for me to out my emotions. It's definitely not. <laughs> it's just like uh it's just fun and it's just something I like to do. So,
1: well, that's all that matters at its core, you know. I agree with everything you said. Well, not a, well, it wasn't much to agree with, but like your motives, I agree with is what I meant. Yeah,
0: yeah, that, that's really the crux of it, dude. And there's also there's a lot of personal motivation, but there's also a lot of um, external motivations of just like this looks really fucking fun. Like this looks cool. This is something I want to do, and every episode just feels like another. Like another, um, what's the word? Like another accomplishment, I guess. You know, like when I put this up, I'm gonna be like, dude, this was this was great. Progress. Yeah, it's progress. A- everyone just feels like another another step. What the end goal is, I don't know. I don't really think there is one, but
1: for something just... like this, in my opinion, there should be no end goal, and that's not a dig at you. What I no mean not at all you should just see where it goes and do it because you love it or not well you didn't say love it but do it because you like it and you have fun doing it yeah
0: i think well i do love it i i love being able to like talk so freely and not really care about anything and not have any reservations of like oh what what do i look like how do i sound like am i making eye contact i can do all that but my mind will be racing the entire time with this It's very therapeutic where I can just sort of let my mind go and I can just talk, bro. I can just talk to someone and they can talk to me.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: So, yeah, this is like too personal for my taste. (laughs) I feel like (laughs) I'd go deeper on some things, but I feel like when you you talk about uh, the driving force behind the thing that you're doing in the moment, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Maybe I sound
2: like an asshole.
1: I don't really think you sound like an asshole.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I hope not. People are yeah, going to but... think I sound like an
1: asshole. Nah, nah. Dude,
2: I, I, was,
0: I used to be pretty judgmental of people. When I met you, you didn't really you didn't really sound like that. And even when you did sound like that, I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I just didn't care. That's just well, you.
1: How the time I sound like an asshole is because I'm angry. I'm like pissed about something.
0: Well, I think, I think saying, like, I sound like a, like an asshole. If you know the person and they, like, they're like they like, I sound like this, like, you know who they are, it kind of invalidates the entire thing. Like, I know who you are. I, I, I like to think I know you very well. But, like, when you say, like, I hope I don't sound bad, when I say this, like, I, I, I know you're not a bad person. I know you don't have those, like, you're not a bad dude, so therefore I don't really care, you know? I'll just mm-hmm. listen. Which I guess I wish I could do for some other people because there's a lot of fucking assholes, dude. I I know a lot of really like dumb people and a lot of really mean people, but if I really knew them, I'd be like, okay, well that's where this is coming from. It's all just no, it's all just no. a breakdown.
1: You sound like my dad. My dad, I talk about my dad a lot. But my dad has a lot of faith in people, and I don't have a lot of faith in people. You know? How so? Like, if I deem you an asshole in my head, you're an asshole until you prove me wrong. You know what I mean? Like,
2: like yeah, I guess that goes with me, too, a little bit. But, like,
1: so, like, someone will be a dickhead. And then show me their true colors. And, like, sometimes I'm still, like, yeah, you're just a piece of shit. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) someone will, like, have, like, a fake excuse for why they do something or why they act like that. And it's just, like, it's the most transparent thing to me. And I still think they're a piece of shit.
0: Well, I guess, yeah, if I see someone do something and they act a certain way, I'm like, yeah, you're a fucking dick. But I don't really harp on the fact that I'm like, oh, there's definitely some childhood trauma that's causing them to act this way. Like I don't give James, a fuck. I <laughs> I don't care. We went but, to the mall. What: yeah. on Oh my god, Tuesday. I know what you're gonna say. I know exactly on what you're gonna Tuesday. say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You,
1: you remember who were who were falling? I know up, yeah. around the mall. You
0: really know exactly. you really care about what happened? I don't. Um, I don't give a fuck about them, bro. They're
1: dicks. For the people at home. For for the people at home. I to some kid, but that kid was an asshole.
0: Both of them were, bro. For the people at home, Fink and I went to do some Christmas shopping, right? And we just had some people following us around, growling at us. Like fucking dogs, like going after some steak. It was like, what are you doing? And we didn't really say anything. But I'm just like, yeah, they were fucking dicks. So it really depends on the person. I I mean it more from a perspective, though. Like, if I know who you are and you're just being a dick, I'm like, okay, well, there's probably something wrong here. But for, like, our fucking growling gorilla ape friends at Smithhaven, dude, like, they're just dicks. and I don't care.
1: (laughs) I hope that if we ever went back to the mall and I started growling at people, you'd punch (laughs) me right in my fucking mouth, dude.
0: i tell you to stop. Like, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Who the fuck does that?
1: Who the fuck fuck follows kids? Like, they, they were, like, younger than us, too. Like who, they who definitely
0: were. They were probably still in high school. I don't know why. I don't know why they did that, dude. I don't know why people do a lot of things.
1: I don't know. I have a lot of funny stories. <laughs> but like, I have friends who will do that shit too. Like, like I what friends.
0: just to random people.
1: Yeah, just or like not really, but like, I like, I have friends who will, someone will do something like dickish to them, and they'll like make fun of them and do stupid shit like that to them but i don't know like those that was just like one of the weirdest Smithhaven mall experiences i've ever had honestly
0: one of many dude for real it's not even really worth it most of the time though like we were we were saying we're like we should probably say something but also it's like why does it matter it doesn't
1: matter yeah but i don't i don't understand like why i got so heated like, I know I got so angry when they did that the first time, and I did it again. And at the Spencer's, dude. yeah, those the kids at the mall.
0: <laughs> it's just one of many examples, bro. I've had so many people do dumb shit like that. I was at an Iron Maiden concert, and some dude threw a beer at my dad. <laughs> i was i was a young kid and i wasn't gonna do anything but i was like why the fuck would you do that to my dad bro like i've had so many dumb concert experiences of just people if you ever want to find assholes bro go to a concert it's probably just the
1: at the music festival one time
0: what music festival
1: the what the bay the one that's on you know the music festival oh great
0: south bay yeah yeah
1: yeah Dude, with Sublime and
0: 311. In grade. What? With Sublime and like 311, dude. They play there like every summer. Sublime
1: plays there?
0: Yeah. Well, like Sublime with Rome after the fucking singer died, but like Sublime still yeah. plays there. Yeah. Dude, I was. I have so many good experiences with concerts. I, like, for, I was on a hot streak from like 9th to 11th grade where I went to so many concerts. Um but I went to a music festival and I think summer of seventeen. And um I wanted to I wanted to go see Chili Peppers so bad because they were there and my family got lost. So I just got completely lost from my family. So I was just in a crowd with a bunch of people, like thirteen year old kid. And I was just living, dude, and everyone was behind me. I didn't know where the fuck my family was, but I was just there. And I was living it. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> that's awesome I, I gotta, gotta go to it was really good we gotta go to some concerts man especially when they come back I feel yeah. like I, I feel like it's too optimistic though for uh, for like musicians and artists to be like we have all these headline shows in 2021 there's no, there's no guarantee you're playing that show dude like all of my favorite artists and bands and like whatever like they have all these crazy tour plans and like europe tour and it's like you're you're probably not going to be able to play it dude and people are already buying tickets like you're gonna it's just a mess Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't get the music industry i just know that it's an evil evil place
1: why do you say that
0: well you you listen to any artist talk like because i i like to i like to hear what people have to say like to hear what artists have to say, like my favorite musicians and stuff. And they'll tell you the the music industry is just a cesspool of completely fucked up executives and they'll fuck over artists. Like, um, a lot of like artists in the nineties, they, they got, they lost like millions of dollars because the record companies would just take all their money and they would be destitute. Mm -hmm. It happened a lot. And, um, it sort of just promotes an idea of like glamour, and fame and like oh look at this fucking image. Like this this rapper or whatever. He looks like a badass but you know behind the scenes there's some really
2: shady business going on. So. Yeah man, I, I don't trust business.
0: Big business is not your friend. Google's not your friend, Amazon's not your friend.
1: Government's not your friend.
0: That's the big, one. That's
1: cops the are, big co- one.
0: Cops aren't your friends either. Like, how you doing, bro? How you doing, buddy? What are you doing tonight? It's like, why do you care? You're just trying to fulfill a quota. I hate cops. Well, I, do, I don't I, like a lot of cops. I don't either. hate cops. I'm scared of
1: cops. Oh, well, that's different. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared, scared of cops too, man. Dude, it's just because I've had so many bad fucking experiences with cops when I was a kid that I just I, I, they scare the shit out of me. I mean, well, my mom's boyfriend's like a cool guy when he's not in uniform, but cops in uniform, like, fuck no.
0: Yeah, because they're on the job. They're probably yeah, to- yeah, totally they're different people on when they're not.
1: Because the world yeah. is fucked up, dude. Like, I'm like, dude, my, I'm, my name's literally fucking Chris, Christian, you know? Like, he's going to look at my license and be like, what up, Chris? You know, like I'm not going to, like... My like my registrations in my glove box. Get your hand off your holster, you son of, <laughs> son of a of bitch. You know, like I hate cops that. Like look at you, and they get like scared. Like they're scared yeah. to be cops, dude. Like I hate that shit.
0: Well, it's mind games. They want to put you on edge, and they want to make you comply. Um, like, it's not even it's not even an intentional thing. But with cops, dude, you see a cop driving, everyone improves their driving. Everyone is so on edge. You see a patrol car, like a few lanes open you're like i am going to drive like a motherfucker dude i'm going to drive like evil Knievel over the grand canyon like it's 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 a mind game really for a lot of things i th- i think it part of it is the fear and like fear equals control and compliance
1: um that's just kind of in the general way, with government that is going to turn me into a conspiracy theorist cuz i was about to say what fear is compliance no cuz i had like a realization about like Law and law enforcement is a fear based tactic, and I don't agree with it anymore at all yeah, it's fear
0: mongering <laughs> it's t- complete fear mongering most yeah. of the way that people are are uh supposed to obey is with fear that's what tyranny was that's what Br- uh Germany was dude mm-hmm. you know it's it's really it's really just playing to human emotion.
1: I agree with that. 1,000%. I don't like that at all. It scares I me. I don't either,
0: but it's it's true. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like thinking about scary things like that, man.
1: I don't know, dude. Then I, like, uh, is that morally right, though? Like, is fear... Mo- like? I mean, how else... I mean, punishment, I guess, but like, how else are you supposed to like there's got to be a better way. Like there's always like there's always got to be a better way to handle something besides it being mongering. you know? Like it doesn't have to like why does it have to be fear-based because if it, well I mean if it's not fear-based then nobody's scared to get in trouble, so people are just going to do it anyway. But like
0: it's not even just with punishment and like getting in trouble with Gobble for doing something, like getting le- in le- trouble. Like <laughs> no. Leg- legitimately, I don't think if there is a better way, I don't think we would act on it because that's that works. Telling people to be scared and having people be scared of something is the ultimate way to get them to listen to you. It's the ultimate way to, um... <laughs> All right, I'm going to say it out loud on the podcast. <laughs> Fang text me stall. I'm going to piss my pants. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, yeah, well, it's just me then. Um... So listen, guys, I could scare you all so hard right now. I could tell you the worst things you'd ever hear, and you would completely listen to me. You'd be 100% compliant. Like, do you think, like, if there's a better way of doing something, I don't think we could act on it. I don't think we do act on it. Like, you look at capitalism. It's a form, sorry, it's like how our economy works. It's the U.S. It's a lot of different places. Capitalism works. That's what they say. But is it ethically right? Is it ethically right the way that um, people are affected by capitalism? Is it ethically correct for the side effects of it? That's not really taken into account. It's more so just the idea that this thing works and um, it's... it works, yeah. I, I, I had to stall for a while, dude. I was running out of things to say.
1: There's trouble with gobble. <laughs> I,
0: did you hear what I said? Yes. <laughs> I forgot totally I was
1: muted. I yelled, no, you read it out loud, you son of a bitch. I don't care, man. It's funny. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> but I felt bad. I don't
0: care, man. Just never do that again, or you're never coming on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you obviously care.
0: <laughs> no, nah, I'm just fear-mongering, dude. See? You were, You would have listened to me. I scared you. Oh my god.
1: I'm just mongering. No big deal.
0: <laughs> I'm gerrymandering.
1: You want to monger some fear after we <laughs> after we go get food?
0: Yeah, for real. Well, let's do it.
1: <laughs> let's go get a crowd of people and scare the shit out of them and make them do what we want. That's cool.
0: <laughs> That's how everything has happened, dude. That's how wars happen that's how shit just starts
1: i'm gonna write a book that's like about the government that's just as black and white as possible in like a negative tone like not to get get censored you
0: will get censored and you will
1: be thrown in a gulag no but like have you ever seen um that really funny youtube video and i'm not trying to poke fun at christianity but you ever see that youtube video of um the guy who reads the bi- the atheist teenager who reads the Bible.
0: Yeah, in yeah, tone. yeah. I'm it's so judgmental. I'm gonna write about
1: the book about the government in a negative tone. <laughs> like,
0: well, it w- it had to work. You'd have to do an audio book, and you just like it would be so funny though. That would be the weakest thing ever. You have to be like the government subsidizes gender study courses and contributes to political polarization, like. You'd have to, you'd have to read it like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, that'd be so. That'd be the funniest thing I've ever done.
0: I do not have the attention span to write a book, but I'd so write a book. I, I nah. like, just I don't know, philosophy. What, like, whatever Jordan Peterson write about, writes about is what
2: I'd write about. Like the twelve
0: rules to life or whatever. Like that'd be so easy to write about.
1: Just like a. A motivational speaker.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Dude, I said, I said, like, I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I'd be, I think I, I want to do motivational speaking. Maybe I do still. I don't know. But
1: did I actually, did I shit on your dreams before?
0: No, not at all. But I, it's sort of just a nugget in my brain at this point where I'm like, yeah, I could maybe do this. I think I'd be pretty good at it, but I'm not going to, not going to chase it. Or maybe I will. I don't know.
1: I think I'd be pretty good running a sales pitch.
0: Well, we got to like, talk about that after hours. <laughs> after hours,
1: of sales pitch. Yeah, we oh, got to talk shit. about sales after yeah. hours. Yeah, we uh,
0: got to figure that out. Don't drop merch. No, no cap. Uh, don't worry about it.
1: Wait, that's what that's what we're talking about after no, hours.
0: No, I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. But oh. selling along those lines, pretty much.
1: I love how this turned into like. Us talking like suit like super seriously about crazy shit into just normal James and Fink conversation.
0: <laughs> Isn't that the beauty of it, bro? Isn't yeah?
1: Because that... we talked about space for like an hour, and now we've been just like <laughs> fucking around for an hour.
0: That's okay though. That's like I, I yeah, don't even I mind that. that. Yeah, this is how I like to do it, man. Like you, you wanna know? I don't like to toot my own horn, but you wanna know how I learned how to like talk and like sort of steer topics. I just, I just, I, just I just, no steer topics, like just change oh. direction with words. I just talk to myself like straight up. Like if I'm in the shower or I'm by myself at home, I'll just fucking pretend I'm talking to someone. And then I like, it's, it sounds so sad, but it's true. Like I just, I have crazy long conversations with myself and I just apply them to people.
1: I do that in my head. I don't do it out loud.
0: It works so much better like I of course I think about it in my head but it works so much better for me if I like vocalize it. Maybe I'm just like an audio learner. You might be. Maybe. Maybe I channel that. Like you most hear- of what I brain? Yeah. I'm not a visual learner dude. If someone shows me a graph I'm like what the fuck is this? If someone shows me the Banach-Tarski paradox, I'm like, Banach-Tarski <laughs> <paradox. laughs> I'm like, what is this? It makes no
2: sense. I want to read books, man. See. I wish we did we too. Pull up the video. She's would love this. Sheaves would get down with this. I think so. I think he would enjoy himself thoroughly.
0: Like a monkey with a banana.
1: A monkey with a banana.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Dude, every time I see a monkey, I lose my shit. It's just the funniest animal. Monkeys. If I see a gorilla going down a tree, I just start laughing uncontrollably. Really? Yeah, they can They can fuck you up.
1: Well, I know. You ever see that story about the monkey that like ripped his owner's face off yeah or dude it was it was That's travis a... the chip oh, it was travis oh. the
0: chimpanzee and he ripped her face off because <laughs> i know the full story it was like this chick's friend came over and travis the chimp was just chilling right but the friend was playing with like the tickle me elmo which is tr- uh, travis's favorite toy and travis didn't like that so he ripped her face off
2: that's and I think so I,
0: they had to stab it like a ton, dude, to like even get it to stop. And there was another story where this dude um, this guy had a chimp and I think he put him in like a, like a nature sanctuary or something. It was a place full of chimps and he brought him a birthday cake and he gave him like the cake on his birthday. Like the human brought the chimp a cake and then the other chimps didn't like that so they found the human and they fucking ripped his fingers off and like just mutilated him
1: that's so awful that's isn't so that crazy awful, isn't that
0: fucking crazy that they do that
1: it's competitive nature it's wild it's, dude i oh wait so they broke out of the cage
0: yeah dude they found a way out of the cages and they found this dude and they like destroyed his body they ripped off his fingers they ripped off his balls like it was
2: crazy oh my god this I think he ridiculous. was I think he was still alive too, but his face was completely fucked up yeah, I, I hate what, that.
0: What do you think they do with animals like that? You think they just kill them? like, if uh, they do stuff like that?
1: yeah, because
0: that's what they did to the Harambe. but that was kind of like a minor offense compared to everything else. <clears throat>
2: oh. the,
1: the Harambe thing wasn't malicious. If I don't think it to, was either. If you want to humanize the animal, the Harami thing wasn't malicious. It, it, it was actually like it wasn't it actually trying to help out the baby. Yeah, he was, was
0: trying. He was trying to protect it. Yeah. So I don't know it, what he was trying to protect it from, but that's
1: what I heard. Did that? The, did the baby survive?
0: I don't know. I think it did, and they got him out.
2: Yeah, Google that.
1: You can hear me typing.
2: <laughs> yeah, pull that up. <laughs>
1: The boy was given a trauma assessment. Oh, the boy survived with like with non-life threatening injuries.
0: Yeah, you see the video, right? Like he drags him in the water for a little bit and then they just completely tranquilize him and euthanize it. Yeah. That's what happens. Like there's been way worse incidents of animals and, and human interaction. But like I don't know what happened with Travis. Well I know what happened with Travis, but I don't know what happened with the uh, like the other apes that fucking ripped that dude's face off it's kind of crazy that animals do that yeah but like
1: that was like malicious intent like because everybody was like pissed about harambe when that shit happened you know
0: yeah memes aside it was
1: kind of a yeah it was still kind of fucked up but like that wasn't malicious like that was studied and that was proven that harambe was just trying to like help the baby out but the monkeys who broke out of the cage and went and destroyed this guy's body like, that was out of malicious... So they probably euthanized the monkeys, I'm sure.
0: I, I don't see why they wouldn't. But yeah, Harami was really a, a fucked up incident. It's kind of cool, though. Like, you know you're on a higher conscious than every, like, domesticated animal. Than most animals. Because we're, like, at the top of the food chain, all that jazz. But, like... Like, look at that. Look at those monkeys, man. Look at what those monkeys thought. Look at what they did, their thought process. They found a way out and they deliberately tracked this guy and hurt him. Harambe saw the kid was in some sort of danger. I don't remember what the danger was. It was probably like a metaphorical thing. But he was like, yeah, I got to protect this kid. Like, they're such deep animals, dude.
2: Yeah. Like, if I, was, if,
0: if I was to tier list animal intelligence, I would put, like, gorillas, or, like, just primates, I guess, um, dolphins, and octopi. Octopi are crazy smart. They are? Yeah. Have you seen dude? There was uh, there's so many examples. There's like a. there's a video of a octopus and he finds like two coconut shells that sank to the bottom of the sea and he puts himself in the coconut and he starts rolling. What? Yeah, look that up. Look up the coconut octopus. He gets both shells and he starts just rolling on the seafloor.
1: No fucking way. No, it's for real. Coconut octopus. Here it is. Live reactions. Holy shit.
0: Whoa, that's copyright.
2: Chill. (laughs) Is it? I don't know, probably.
1: All right. I'll watch it without audio then.
2: You'll see it though. He goes nuts. Nuts
1: Oh, What the hell?
2: Yeah, you
0: see that shit?
1: Yeah. It's a breed of octopus that does this.
0: Yeah. And they do so much other crazy shit too. That's just Wild. like the, that's the tip of the iceberg, man. They're crazy smart.
1: What's efficient about this though for them?
0: I don't really know. I mean, obviously it's protection because they're they don't have a shell. They don't have like a exoskeleton. So it obviously offers protection and it's probably pretty
2: fast. Like depending on the landscape. Mm-hmm. Or seascape, i guess
1: that's wild that's the craziest thing i've ever seen
0: yeah dude i took marine bio i, I i'm kind of an
1: expert so <laughs> yeah i dropped out of marine bio
0: you did fuck dude i remember you in my class first day and that was senior like, year right? out. that was senior year imagine I if you stuck enter, in through though but imagine if you were
1: i really had no interest
0: you would know about the coconut octopus
1: I know about it now.
2: It's true. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Yeah, this week,
0: dude, I watched like a... I usually watch a couple movies every week. I don't really watch TV, but uh, I usually, I'm like a movie type of dude. I watched a ton of documentaries this week, and three of them were like nature ones. There's some crazy shit that animals do, bro. <laughs> like, uh, there was one with a dolphin, and like they found a species of pufferfish, and they would just be sucking on the pufferfish to like get high, and they would like pass the pufferfish to their dolphin friends. Like they would, they, 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 they like just they like getting high. It's like an it's a natural human quality, I guess, or a uh,
1: pufferfish hobby. Oh yeah. wait, no, you said they would eat the pufferfish to get high.
0: No, they would like they wouldn't kill them. I think they would just like impale them a little bit and then they would like suck on the toxin and then just like throw it around. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy.
1: Dolphins you know, are up there on the intelligence scale. Yeah,
0: they're pretty smart. You, you you know like all the clicks and shit they do. Like you think that's like a language? Cuz like they're always clicking to each other, but we don't know what that means.
1: Yeah, it's sonar. It's I think I thought that's what that is yeah
0: i think i think they do echolocation but i also think people say that it's like a a dolphin language like they're communicating with each other not obviously on the same scale as like a fully linguistic type of communication with us but like straight up dolphins just talk to each other
2: Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool yeah man Dude, I think you're getting tired of my
0: shit on the show.
1: I'm not tired of your shit.
2: Okay, okay. Oh my god, fuck. Dude. Where did that go? My vinyl
0: record just fell off my wall.
1: Oh shit. That... I just re- remembered something. What? We got the Red Hot Chili Peppers DVD in the car.
0: Oh, hell yeah, man.
1: Fuck yeah. Got to throw that bitch back in there.
0: You know, you kind of strike me, man, as uh I-, I think your music taste is pretty interesting cuz you you like you're not really towards one side of a specific type of music, like you, I feel like you kind of just like you like a broad range of things, because I can go on forever about music. We did that in the last episode. Sheaves and I can go on for music forever, um, but I feel like your taste in particular is pretty pretty interesting.
1: We got to bring it back to the roots. We got to bring Domo Drop back to the roots.
0: Of oh, music reviews, man. I, I said I'm like we we got to bring it back. That's what we did. We would just review straight up albums. And it was awesome.
1: My music taste is weird because I like hype music. Like
0: Yeah, but you also like some slow shit like Amber by 311, dude.
1: Well, that's a little different, but like hype, like I can really get behind like hype shit, like either if it's rap or like a fast Red Hot Chili Pepper song or a block party song, like that's the music that I like. Like, fast-paced, like, music that you play loud. You know, I like...
0: like shit that gets you moving.
1: Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. But that's pretty much my music taste. Like, I like slow songs, like Amber, and then, like, songs, like, slower-type beats. But, I'll listen to, like, Fast-paced songs. If I if I like take a look through my whole like music playlist, it's all like the whole rap playlist, like for when I'm chilling with like the boys and stuff or going out to like a party. It's all hype rap music. And then my other playlist with like my rock shit, I guess you could call it. I don't really know what you want to call it. It's all like hype. Taking Back Sunday, Silverstein, Cheetos falling in reverse pierce the veil my chemical like the my chemical romance songs yada 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 you know
0: no for sure i like i i listen to music for a lot of different reasons i think if you do it's kind of important to know why you do um for you it's you know of course you want to get moving and of course i have a lot of songs like dude when i listen to daft punk i just want to dance man when i play that whole album with you um, that's probably what, like one of the most hype albums for me. like, but I also I really like like the lo-fi beats, obviously i I played it in the intro, and I'm gonna play some on the outro. I listen to that shit every day because it just puts me in a better mind space. It's something I can just relax to. It's something I can let go to. Mm-hmm. And it's really good for like running too. like i I don't have to focus on the lyrics or anything. I just like I have music going, and it's like white noise for me pretty much. Um but yeah, I used to be like strictly rock only. I had all the band tees. I had the hair, like whatever. Still have the hair. But now I'm really into like hip hop and EDM and pop and like a ton of a ton of stuff. So I, I keep it pretty broad and I always <laughs> I always feel scared to like show some of my music to other people because You know, sometimes I feel like that's like appeal to the crowd. Like, if I'm with the boys in the car, I'm usually just going to play what I think they like. Like, if I play some, if I play my shit, it might not keep the vibe good, you know? And then I feel like embarrassed if someone's like, you got to, like, dude, what is this? Like, I got to explain it. Mm -hmm. Like, I shouldn't give a fuck because, like, I love that type of music. I love my music. But, like, when
2: it's, it sort of just calls for certain situations. For sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I always I always bring it up with people though.
0: When I was at college though, like I met a lot of people who had good music tastes. There was this one kid in particular, and him and I would just jam on guitar to like five in the morning. And he was super into all that shit. Like the only reason we became friends, bro, like is because I sent him a snap of like my Chili Peppers poster and he was like, Oh I fucking love that album and then we just sort of bounced off from there. But mm-hmm. I've I've met way too many people with it's like, oh yeah, well I really like I really like Juice World, I really like Paw smoke. it's like it's like the basic stuff and I don't really listen to that stuff. So I find it hard to relate. But if there's one thing with me, if you like anything, like even a little bit as much as I do, I can talk with you for like hours. I can go back and forth with you for hours, man. Like it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. I've said that I think I've said this before. Like, if if I in in like social situations, most of the time, if I have something to like hold me down, if I have an anchor, like something that I know I'm in control of, like let's say, let's say I'm at a party, right, and I'm that one guy that busts out the acoustic guitar and plays Wonderwall, and <laughs> I would never play Wonderwall, but you know what I mean like yeah. if if I have something that I know I'm in control of, I'm so much more sociable, I'm so much easier on myself, and my anxiety doesn't get to me, but like when I'm just in a party and like my friends split off, and like uh I don't really know anybody, then i I lose my cool and I go crazy. my anxiety hits a lot it's um it's something I've gotten in control of a lot better, but like. I had a few situations like at college and also just a lot of social situations in general where I've just been uh, really nervous and I let it get to me. How do you handle that? Not like that type of stuff.
1: Handle, I'm sorry, what'd you say?
0: Like anxiety or just like keeping, keeping to yourself in a social situation
1: anxiety is a bad one for me most times i just leave like if i can't handle something and it's just sensory overload for me and there's something on my mind i'd shut down dude i get quiet and short I
0: yeah for sure
1: I'll, I'll bark at somebody you know like somebody says something wrong to me and i'm in a bad mood like i don't necessarily give them a piece of my mind but I'll, i'll i get like rude almost it's not i'm not like saying it as it's a good quality trait. It's a bad it's a it's a bad quality of mine. But when my anxiety's high and I'm visibly uncomfortable, I, I just shut down. I don't want to talk about anything. I need my time to myself and I just I have to remove myself from a situation.
0: That's totally fair, dude. I, I really have trouble with like leaving, you know? Um If it's for me, I just can't do anything and I'm completely just in my head and like a million things at once. I have such a hard time just like getting the fuck out and leaving because that's probably what the best thing is. But it's also like I don't want to. It's like this weird fictional obligation to me where it's like I don't want to look bad or like look weak, you know, because I always feel like everyone's looking at me. I never know what to do with my hands. Like I'm always moving my hands around all the time because mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with them. It's like do I put them on my hips? Do I cross my arms? Does that looks like I'm opposing you? Do I put them in my pockets? Like what do I do? It's just thoughts like that constantly um, when I'm with people that I'm like not a hundred percent comfortable with. And even if I am comfortable with them, I'm like still <laughs> I'm always still worried for some reason. It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. But this is, like, something that my anxiety doesn't get to me with. I don't know if
2: it's because yeah. I feel safer.
0: Yeah. I like, I don't know if it's because I feel safer. I don't really think there's really an inherent danger when I'm not doing the podcast or anything. Um, but if I I've had a random person on here, man, I, would, I don't think I would really be worried.
1: Well, that's good. Because, I mean, sometime, hopefully, in the future, you'll be meeting... New, like people you've never met before you know it's your I, first yeah time meeting yeah
2: you. that's what i'd love to do
0: yeah speaking of early, <laughs> looping it back speaking of earlier an end goal for me a foreseeable like well not really an end goal but more so a goal is just to get a complete stranger someone i don't know someone i never talked to before but get them on here i feel like that could be really an awesome experience a lot of the people on that uh well not a lot but a few people that we have on on queue, I haven't ever had a full conversation with.
1: Um, oh, really?
0: Yeah, but uh, I think I think that can open up to a lot of things. It could either be super awkward or it could be it
2: could be really good. So we'll we'll have to see when those episodes get here.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, I love it. I mean, you got Christian Finkbeiner up after me. I don't know if you know who that is. I
0: don't know. Is he the drummer? Probably. All right,
1: cool. <laughs> he the drummer.
0: <laughs> He's the drummer.
1: All right, Gobble.
2: All right, man. Well, I mean, is that it? I guess.
0: I think that might be it. That was such. A, that was such a sudden, fucking thing. But um, It's alright, Be that guy. Yeah, I'll be that guy. I'll just cut you off. It's fine. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> when the music kicks in, that's when you just fucking quit. Um, but thank you. Uh, you've been a pleasure, man. Thank you. Everyone, um... Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll come back with some more episodes very soon. Take it easy.